This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Here we go. It's the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Greetings on this Thursday, a game day for the New Orleans Saints from Green Bay, Wisconsin. Sean Kelly here with you from the team hotel in uh, downtown Green Bay. There isn't much to downtown Green Bay, but it is a charming town, and I'm anxious to get my first look at Lambeau Field later today, and I'm, I'm, I'm actually anxious for tonight's fourth preseason game, Saints and Packers. I think there are some interesting storylines about tonight's game that normally – I guess probably wouldn't be in play in, uh, in, in what many label a throwaway game in the preseason. But uh, in light of a lot of things that are going on around the Saints right now, and, to, and for that matter the Packers too, uh, there is some intrigue going into tonight's 6 p.m. Kip- kickoff uh, here in the great state of Wisconsin. John DeShazer is going to stop by here shortly. He will discuss uh, tonight's game with me from the team hotel here. And then we'll get the Packers side of the story today. With Wayne Larravee, the uh, longtime voice of the Green Bay Packers. He's been with them now, I think, since 1999. And uh, this will be his second appearance on the Black and Blue Report. Uh, I don't know if you remember or not, but back uh, in October of 2014, Larravee was on with us as the Saints and Packers met on Sunday Night Football. So very excited about the show today. Weather tonight's going to be perfect. We'll talk about that a little bit later, as obviously this is an outdoor game. And uh, we are soaking in all we can of uh, this uh, part of the country that we normally don't get to visit. We had a great dinner last night at a local brew pub, uh, and that was outstanding, and uh, we're ready to go. The team arrived uh, here in Green Bay between 5 and 6 p.m. yesterday um, after um, attending yesterday's uh, kickoff luncheon and a brief walkthrough before their travel. So I think they're set to go, and obviously we'll keep an eye on how things play out tonight, who shines uh, as the next round of cuts, the final cuts down to 53 happen between the end of uh, tonight's game and Saturday afternoon. So when we come back from our first quick time out here, John DeShazer will join me at the team hotel and then stay with us for Wayne Larrabee 2 on the Black and Blue Report. At Smoothie King, we're so much more than just fruit in a blender because each and every Smoothie King smoothie is blended for a purpose. Whether you want to firm up for summer or last longer in the gym, make it one more mile or simply make it through the day, we have a smoothie just for that. If you're looking to purify your diet, hurry in and try our new Nutty Super Grain Vegan Smoothie made with almond milk, Sun Warrior Protein, Super Grains, and a peanut taste you'll go nutty for. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Everything you need to know about your New Orleans Pelicans is right in the palm of your hands. The New Orleans Pelicans app is easy to use, plus makes an excellent companion whether you're watching the team in the Smoothie King Center or on the road. Recently added features on the app include the latest videos and highlights, plus access to a full list of arena amenities. Download the Pelicans app for free now on your iPhone or Android devices. For more information, check out pelicans.com today. Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus get texts with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelican Mobile Alerts. Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. 
Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Sean Kelly and John DeShazer. Welcome back. John DeShazer jumps in with us here at the Team Hotel in Green Bay. The team is staying at the Hyatt on Main Street and getting ready for a ball game tonight at Lambeau Field. 6 p.m. kickoff, J.D., preseason game number four. And um, there'll be some mystery around who, uh, who will start, who will play what reps. Um, but we know that it is still a game of importance both for the Saints and the Packers tonight. Well, I'm actually a little bit anxious to see uh, Ryan Griffin in this game. Um, Ryan Griffin's been in somewhat of a difficult position. He's fighting for the number two quarterback spot behind Drew Brees. He's fighting with Luke McCown for that spot. Luke McCown being the trusted veteran. Ryan Griffin, a guy going into his you know third year early in his NFL career and you know, you want an experience back up a lot of times. And so, you know, maybe he loses out in that category. But, you know, for the most part, he has played well this preseason, preseason as well as preseason last year. Uh, so, you know, for Ryan Griffin, who believes he can be a suitable backup to Drew Brees as number two, but believes he can be an NFL starter, well, this might be, you know, a jumping off point for him in terms of getting his NFL career started because maybe it doesn't start with the New Orleans Saints, but maybe he shows enough on tape to where somebody else says, you know, hey, we like this guy. We know St. Louis liked him enough a couple of years ago to try to sign him off the Saints practice squad mm-hmm. before the Saints signed him to their 53-man. You know, maybe he turns some other heads and gets his opportunity that way. Yep. Uh, Coach Payton on Tuesday said eight to ten spots possibly available based a lot of on performances for tonight. So let, let's go around the field here a little bit, and I'll give you a position group, and you give me a guy that perhaps – is either in the mix or put put himself in the mix with regard to the Saints. Fair enough? That's fair enough. All right, let's start with wide receiver. Who's who's still got a chance to make some hay tonight at that position? I think that guy would be Willie Sneed. Uh, Willie Sneed, you know, came from almost nowhere. I mean, yeah, he played for this. He was on the Saints team last year on the practice, uh, practice squad late in the season. But certainly he was the guy going into camp. Nobody thought that Willie Sneed would have an opportunity to make this team. And uh, he just keeps showing up for work. He keeps making catches, difficult catches, and has put himself in position to where, you know, he's getting to a position where you don't know how he can be cut the way he's, you know, catching the ball and doing everything he's supposed to be doing. He works just as well with the ones and twos as he does with the threes. It doesn't matter which quarterback's out there. If they get it in his general vicinity, he comes down with it, it seems to. So he seems to be a guy who, who might be able to lock something down here. We know the top three receivers. We're not sure of a fourth, fifth, and even potentially sixth receiver for the Saints. He, to me, has as good a chance as anybody of claiming one of those spots. Yeah. Offensive line, is that a set situation right now, or is there one or two guys that makes that decision a little more hard? Well, I think that's pretty solid. I think you've got your starting five. Then you have Senio Kelamete behind them. You have uh, Andres Pete, obviously. And then I think Bryce Harris is going to be your swing tackle also, or, or maybe your backup left tackle behind Teron Armstead with Andres Pete playing, playing strictly right tackle behind Zach Streif. And then your swing guy in the middle is going to be Senio Kelamete. So I think it's pretty solid on those eight guys. Uh, I think we know tight end. I think we know fullback, obviously, at this point. Um, running back, does Hightower get a, a, a high load tonight, and does that help her? Uh, does it help him with the Saints or help him somewhere else? Well, I think he gets a high load, and it could go either way. I mean, I, I think it helps him 
probably right now as much with someone else as it does with the Saints, um, probably more so because I, I just think they're going to keep four running backs, the, the four um, that we mentioned previously, uh, Marcus Murphy, uh, Mark Ingram, obviously, C.J. Spiller, and Kyrie Robinson. I think those are going to be your four guys anchored in. And if you keep a fifth running back, you have to go light in another position. But I think Hightower is just going to be a, a, a numbers casualty, not performance casualty, but a numbers casualty. And so if he gets a high workload, it could certainly open up some eyes to another NFL team where he could go play. All right, front seven on defense. This is I'm talking about tackles, uh, ends as we're going to call them here, and, and the linebackers. Um, give me a couple guys that are squarely on the bubble here, good or bad. Well, uh, you you got your Jerry Franklins and you got your Henry Coley's of the world, and hopefully, you know those guys can make an impact. Now, Jerry Franklin unfortunately made an impact in the wrong way yeah. uh, in the last preseason game against Houston with that with that personal foul on a nice punt return uh, by Marcus Murphy. He certainly didn't endear himself to anyone on, on that play, but he's been a guy who's been on the field. He's gotten some snaps. Uh, we know Henry Coley's been a guy who's been on the field and gotten a lot of snaps. He got a lot of tackles this preseason. Those two guys might be able to kind of solidify themselves as some special teamers. You know, they can obviously you always need linebackers in the NFL. Uh, Guys get injured. Guys get nicked up. But uh, certainly if they're going to make this team, it's going to be primarily a special team that's backing up, you know, those guys, David Hawthorne and Stephon Anthony, you know, at the inside linebacker position. So, you know, this game could kind of swing it one way or the other for them. And then defensive back-wise, and, of course, this is an injury situation, so this is hard to read as far as what to make out or what's what's long-term and what's not. But certainly we've watched Kenny Phillips try and make a comeback here. Pierre Warren, who's been with this team, I think has had to maybe re-audition all over again. And I guess the same goes for Dixon, too. Yeah, I mean, all, all these guys, if, if the injury situation was different, you know, it would be a lot more clear-cut. But, you know, you, you just don't know if, if, if Kyle Wilson – is able to step up in there. I mean, some of these guys that played with Brian Dixon, we saw him come on strong the last couple of weeks. And so, you know, if the injury situation was different, then you'd probably be able to just say, okay, these guys won't make the team. But the way the injury situation is, then obviously they deserve good looks, good long, hard looks, especially if there's a need in the defensive backfield. Uh, Pierre Warren, as you mentioned, has had to re-audition. Kenny Phillips is a guy who has stepped up and been, you know, inserted into the starting lineup, you know, with the ones either in practice or the games because of injury. So you don't know exactly which way that's going to swing. There is a need at at those positions. So you just don't know how it's going to shake out because, you know, because of the injury situation, it's just hard to say. There are two guys that are going to probably have significant playing time for the Saints this upcoming season, Kasim Adabali and Josh Hill. Both guys, John, made moves last year in the third and fourth preseason games made the roster primarily as probably special teams guys and now have worked themselves into regular roles as a result. Fair on the assessment of those two? Yeah, I mean, okay. and, and and Coach Payton will tell you every year, some guys make this team as special teamers. That's, yeah. you know, that's, the, that's, that's the quickest way to an NFL roster. If you're not a first, second, third round draft pick, the quickest way to make an NFL roster is to stand out on special teams. And so, you know, if you've got guys who can play all the units, that makes you valuable. And if you play them effectively, that makes you more valuable. You're a guy who can stick with the team. So, you know, a lot of these guys, one of the, you know, these 8 to 10 guys who are kind of being evaluated, probably I would say the majority of them probably play special teams because they're going to have to have another skill. You can't make this team as a backup 
you know, as a number five receiver or something, if you can't also play special teams, you can't make it as a number three tight end, number four tight end, if you can't also play special teams. So you better be able to do both, and primarily you better be able to do special teams. So there are roster spots to be had and specifically to be had because of special teams. I guess Marcus Murphy is the guy that's going to lead that class this year, right? Yeah, well, you know, seventh, yeah, yeah, seventh round pick. And if he, if he comes in and he, he's only a running back and as small as he is, he ain't going to make this team. But because he came in and fearlessly returns kicks and seems to have a knack and an aggression for it, that carved his niche on this team. And now, now all of a sudden you look at the other skills, his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield, his ability to make people miss in the open field, you know, his willingness to turn it up field as opposed to, you know, run for the sidelines. Those things added up and all stacked in his favor. All right. There you have it. We'll look forward to tonight's 6 p.m. kickoff. John, we'll see you on the sidelines at Lambeau Field. Have you been here before, by the way? I have been here before. I have not been on the sidelines, and I'll be the guy out there in a the, in the blazer and slacks and tennis shoes walking around so, you know, my feet won't kill me after the game. But, yeah, I've been here before. Um, a great venue, great venue to watch a football game. Uh, you know, historic, uh, and, and you can't help but notice the history when you play places like here in Chicago, you know, places where the NFL pretty much gained its birth and, and, and has held strong, and, you know, the folks here love this team, uh, and rightfully so, because they've got, you know, one of the best quarterbacks in the business and a legitimate opportunity to win it all. So, yeah, it's, it's a great place to watch a game. Can't wait. My first time. Looking forward to it. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Voice of the Packers, Wayne Larravee with us on the Black and Blue Report. At Smoothie King, we're so much more than just fruit and a blender. Because each and every Smoothie King smoothie is blended for a purpose. Whether you want to make it one more mile or simply make it through the day, we have a smoothie just for that. Bring us your purpose and we'll blend it. Looking to purify your diet? Hurry in now and try our new Nutty Super Grain Vegan Smoothie. Made with almond milk, Sun Warrior Protein, Super Grains, and a peanut taste you'll go nutty for. Only at Smoothie King, proud supporter of the New Orleans Pelicans. Smoothies with a purpose. Ever been surprised by a bill? A big bill that's higher than expected? Entergy's online tools let you take control. Try level billing so there are no surprises. Pick a due date that works for you. And sign up for alerts to remind you when your bill is due. Make your bills fit your budget. Don't wait another month. Take action today at EntergyIdeas.com. That's the power of people. Entergy. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. It's Saints game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to our show. Um, Basically, back in the uh, mid-90s, early to mid-90s, when I was going to school up in Illinois and learning how to do radio play-by-play, I started to pick out the guys that I really enjoyed listening to that I would hope to learn from. And uh, sure enough, the radio station that I worked at at the time was a Chicago Bears affiliate. And so I used to latch on to Wayne Larravee. I think it was uh, Dan Hampton and Hub Arkish who called the Bears games for years and years. Um, and I just loved it. And so he was one of the guys that I 
um, tried to emulate, learned something from, and we're very pleased to have him join us today as now the voice of the Green Bay Packers, a job he's held since, I think, 1999 as the Saints and Packers get set tonight. We welcome in Wayne Larrabee for the second time here on Black and Blue Report. Wayne, thanks so much for coming on with us. Good to be with you, Sean. The, uh, the ball game tonight will not be a duel, I'm sure, Wayne, of uh, Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers, uh, but there are some other storylines, and I'm hoping you can help me flesh out some of those from the Packers side of things. Yeah, you know, um, the Packers are looking to make some final roster decisions, and they've got a few people they want to take a look at. And, uh, you know, this final game of the preseason has always been about that for Mike McCarthy. He would be happy if uh, Sean if Peyton played his starters the first half of the game. They would love that, but uh, we know that's not going to happen. And uh, Nonetheless, the Packers have some decisions to make in the lower third of their roster. What are some of those position groups that will see those decisions made here starting tonight and into the next 24 to 48 hours, Wayne? Well, they've really got to figure out what they're doing with their defensive line because they're not going to have Latroy Dion or Dayton Jones on opening week due to suspensions. Uh, you know, they've got to find out about Mike Pinnell. He's been a big guy in the middle of this uh, line. He made the team last year as an unheralded free agent, and this year seems to be uh, taking the next step forward. And so that's something that we'll continue to look at the middle of the uh, defensive line. Uh, they've got to find out about a couple of linebackers. Carl Bradford, whom they drafted high a year ago in the fourth round, um, they basically redshirted him last year, and they need to see if he's made the step to the next level uh, at linebacker. Um, in the secondary, uh, they want to find out uh, about their young cornerbacks who have looked good in camp have been a little spotty in the games, but Ladarius Gunter, an un, uh, undrafted free agent out of Miami, is their tallest corner. They really need him to make this team and make an impact. Demarius Randall is their first-round draft choice and cornerback. He's had a nice camp. And, of course, uh, Quentin Rollins uh, being the other cornerback that they'll take a good long look at uh, in the uh, slot position. So uh, those are some uh, positions on defense that they need to sort out. Wayne, we mentioned that uh, Aaron Rodgers won't play tonight. It seems like the one-two quarterbacks are kind of set, but this Brett Hundley kid out of UCLA has sure been fun to watch this preseason. Will we see probably a ton from him tonight? Yeah, I tell you what, he was worth the price of commission the other night against uh, Philadelphia, and uh, the Packers didn't have that much more going for them than uh, Brett Hundley, who really played well and, and showed a lot of poise, but not a totally unexpected performance because he was rough, around the edges in the OTAs and minicamp. You could see why he was drafted in the middle of the draft rather than the front end of the draft. But as the camp went on, as training camp went on, you could see the second and third week of camp, he started to find his, uh, uh, find his footing, so to speak, and really became a little more accurate. Uh, the game seemed to slow down a little for him. And he played really well against some of the – well, he started the ball game and played well against the front-line Philadelphia defense, even though – he had an offensive line that had three-fifths of its starters out that night. Wayne Larrabee, voice of the Green Bay Packers, with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Wayne, I, I, don't, I don't care if it's the Saints camp or the Chiefs camp or the Falcons or even the Packers for that matter. There's, there's usually some story about somebody who's kind of come in unheralded and has a good enough camp to make the team, who's turned heads all over the place. Has there been that guy or guys for the Green Bay Packers this past August? Yeah, there have been a couple of guys like that. And, and you know, I will mention Gunter again. Um, you know, when the Packers picked him up as a rookie free agent, nobody thought much about it. But when you saw him in the OTAs that first week and, and you said, wow, this guy looks the part. I wonder if he can play the part. It seems like he can. So he's one of those guys. 
Uh, last year, the guy I mentioned earlier, a nose tackle, Mike Pinnell, was that kind of a guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he kind of uh, made himself uh, available last year and now is taking a step where he might actually play a little bit more. Um, the guy that, that is, you know, he was on the practice squad midway through last year, but a guy who's really come on is uh, offensive right guard and uh, tackle Josh Walker. He'll play both positions tonight. Um, you know, he's a big kid, 6'5", 328. So when you put him in a guard, he kind of stands head and shoulders above a typical guard. But he also has apparently the feet and certainly the long arms to play a tackle. And uh, this is a guy who's had a nice camp. Wow, outstanding. Uh, you know, two other names that kind of caught my eye. And, again, I only probably watched – a good portion of the game against Philadelphia. But these two wide receivers, Janice is one, and then Miles White is the other. Um, you know, for Packers who are blessed with some decent receivers, these two uh, seemingly want to have uh, some more touches as we get to the regular season. For Miles White, it's his third camp with the Packers. And, you know, when you look at him, he's a bit undersized, West Coast outside receiver. But all this is make plays. He had, he's got 12 catches to lead the team. Uh, he had nine the other night against Philadelphia. And Jeff Janis is a guy who flashes. Now, he's a little bigger than Jordy Nelson. He's just as fast, maybe a little faster. Matter of fact, he is faster than Jordy. Um, he's a guy who you would look at and say, okay, this is the guy that can fill that void at, uh, on the outside of this West Coast offense and allow the Packers to keep Randall Cobb where he belongs, and that's in the slot where he can do the most damage. The thing about Janis, like a lot of young players, um, you know, and this offense is very hard for young receivers to fit into because so much of it on the fly, so much of it is called at the line of scrimmage. The quarterback, the receiver, the body language, the eye contact, uh, all has to be it's all a part of weapons uh, in the up-tempo offense that Packers like to run. Janice is still finding his way in that area. You know, I'm not sure the quarterback can trust him that he'll be in the spot where he has to be because, you know, that ball comes out long before the receiver makes his cut. And, mm-hmm. you know, the quarterback has to trust that that receiver will get to the spot where the pass is being thrown ahead of the defender. Uh, otherwise, it's a pick six the other way. So Janice is working on that part of it. But, boy, does he flash. And he'll make a play or two for you, and he made a couple of them against Philadelphia. And we'll keep an eye on that tonight, obviously, too. You know, this is one of the best rosters, I think, in the NFL, and certainly this uh, team that's in the conversation of possibly winning the NFC. So uh, it, it seems like, Wayne, in talking to you, there, there is still a little bit of intrigue and mystery in putting together the final 53 for Green Bay, um, and, and I guess that will make your job tonight, I guess, somewhat more interesting than maybe you even expected. Yeah, you know, I mean, every year they come down to that lower third, and there are going to be a couple of guys that make the team tonight that are going to play a role at some point during this regular season. It always works out that way. Um, I think the other question mark they have is on special teams. Uh, Tim Massey, their veteran punter, has been struggling since midway through last year. He struggled this summer. Uh, they need him to be effective and to make this football team. He is so important in, in many respects. He's a talented punter, but uh, he's struggling. He's in a slump, and he's got to shake that. The other factor is he, along with Brett Good, the deep snapper, he's the holder for Mason Crosby. Crosby's been red hot. You don't want to change the holder uh, on a red hot kicker if you don't have to. So very important for him. And I think in general, you know, when you look at the Packers, the biggest question mark certainly is defense, but uh, the special teams. They were ranked last by the Dallas Morning News overall in special teams play a year ago. And if the Packers are going to get to where they want to go, they will have to be much better in that area. And tonight they'll make some decisions on special teams players that will probably go a long way to improving those units. 
Yeah, good point, good point. Hey, Wayne, let me get your opinion on one more thing before I let you go as you're on your way, uh, you know, to today's game and whatnot. But Judge Richard Berman has um, nullified the NFL's four-game suspension of Tom Brady this morning. Um, are you in favor of that decision, and uh, or does it even matter to you at this point? Well, you know, um, the NFL, for various reasons, uh, threw a uh, – a prison sentence on Tom Brady for stealing a loaf of bread, essentially. But, uh, you know, I, I think the message the league was trying to send it, and, and the owners in the league don't, don't think for a minute. 31 other owners didn't want the book thrown at the Patriots for not just this incident, but for past incidents, and some of which probably haven't even been reported. But um, that's why the league threw the book at him. Now, the setback with this ruling, um, this throws into question. All of the suspensions, I would think, that Roger Goodell has levied and the entire process of the way the NFL going forward will uh, will dole out discipline in the future. I, I'm really a little bit confused. I thought the judge would reduce the suspension. I didn't think he'd throw it out entirely. The NFL obviously calculated that at worst he would reduce the suspension, and Tom Brady uh, gets exonerated by this court incomplete, and, and that's the way he wanted it to be. Never wanted to admit any kind of guilt in this thing, and so his uh, legacy remains intact. It's a, for Tom Brady, it's a huge win. Uh, for the NFL, a huge setback. And of course, Wayne, the NFL can appeal this decision. So unfortunately, we're probably not done with this just yet. But anyway, I certainly appreciate the time and uh, have a great call tonight. Always appreciate your knowledge, Wayne. Thanks very much. Have a great day. You too, Wayne Larrabee, voice of the Packers, with us. Stay with us. John DeShazer and I will be back in just a moment. Last year, over 400,000 people from 90 countries and all 50 states came to Auctioner to find the critical care they needed. People who could have gone anywhere made Auctioner their destination for a level of expertise, clinical research, and treatment options they couldn't find anywhere else. Auctioner and our affiliated physicians are renowned for leading-edge cardiovascular care, cancer care, pediatric care, innovative treatment of neurological disorders, and more. Our outstanding transplant program has resulted in Auctioner leading the nation in successful liver transplants for years. And today, Auctioner is partnering with physicians and strong community hospitals throughout the Gulf South to bring access to the highest quality of care closer to home. Find the care you need today. Call 866-AUCTIONER for a same-day appointment. Auctioner, healthcare with peace of mind. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Sean Kelly. All right, so a great show today. Obviously, Wayne Larrabee of the Green Bay Packers. Always appreciate his time. And John DeShazer, too, here at the Team Hotel in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Well, as we mentioned with Wayne Larrabee just a little bit ago, that uh, Tom Brady's suspension has been nullified uh, by Judge Richard Berman. Um, it, it's going to be interesting to see how that eventually plays out as, as of course, there may be a, an appeal there. Um, but maybe, hopefully, the NFL will have the wisdom to say, this didn't go very well and maybe it's time for us to, to let it all go. We'll see, but I have my doubts on that front. Looking forward to the football game tonight. Temperature is expected to be in the uh, low 70s. Kickoff is at 6, sunset at 725 up here in Green Bay. And, uh, of course, you'll find that on the Saints Radio Network and also on the Raycom Saints Television Network. Uh, John DeShazer and I will join 
Joel Myers and Jonathan Stinchcomb for that call on TV tonight. So we're very much looking forward to that. And uh, tomorrow we'll have a recap of the game and get you set for the weekend. Daniel Salerson will be hosting from Studio B in New Orleans as we head back to the Crescent City from this fourth and final preseason game today. So with that being said, we will bid you adieu and uh, wish you all the best uh, on this Thursday and look forward to hearing from you tonight, whether it be uh, just uh, in your thoughts or on Twitter as they may come to you during tonight's fourth preseason game. Don't forget, you can always follow our show's lineup on Twitter at Black Blue Report, and you can follow me at Sean Kelly Live. For John DeShazer, Wayne Larravee, Daniel Sallers, and I'm Sean Kelly. Thanks again for listening to the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans, the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report.